Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And I did not record an episode last week because it was Thanksgiving. And I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving in how you celebrated. Chances are you got together with other family members. And when you get together with other family members, depending on who is all there and the age of the people you're getting together with, there may have been kids and lots of kids at your family Thanksgiving celebration. And normally when you get together at family events like that, you will see that there's a lot of bad parenting that goes on. Adults just talking to themselves, not paying attention to their kids, or kids getting into all kinds of mischief. Even last night, it turns out, at the church, the the kids were running amok, and uh, a toilet seat got broken in the men's bathroom, and uh, in the women's bathroom, lotion got poured out all over the counter. And uh, now, mind you, it, maybe it wasn't the kids, maybe it was the 80-year-old granny that was just bored. Decided to climb on the toilets and break some toilet seats and, you know, squeeze some lotion out on the counter. But chances are it was the kids. Uh, So in this episode of God Talk, I want to talk about bad parenting. Specifically, I want to talk about the dad's role in the family. Because honestly, bad parenting is nothing new. And dad's failing to live up to how God has created them to to operate within the family unit is nothing new either. There's this bizarre Bible story that I didn't even know was in the Bible until I was taking an entrance exam, into, uh, an Old Testament entrance exam to get into seminary. And there was a bunch of questions on that exam that I just didn't even know were in the Bible. One of them was the story I'm going to share with you comes from 2 Kings chapter 2 because there's some bully kids that are harassing, they're bullying a prophet of God, not just a prophet of God, one of the great prophets of God, the prophet Elisha. Different than Elijah, who I would say is the greatest, but Elisha was the understudy of Elijah and quite a good prophet himself. And so from 2 Kings chapter 2, Starting verse 23, it says, From there Elisha went up to Bethel, and as he was walking along the road, some boys came out of the town, and they jeered at him. Get out of here, Baldy, they said. Get out of here, Baldy. Elisha turned around, and he looked at them, and he called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the boys. And then he went on to Mount Carmel, and from there he returned to Samaria. Now, (laughs) that's an interesting story for a variety of reasons. First of all, I mean, this is a gang. It it says the bears mauled 42 of the boys. I wonder how many there were. And why are they sitting there picking on the prophet anyways? I'm going to blame this story. It doesn't tell us it's because of bad fathering. But I'm going to blame the story on bad fathering because even though I can't prove it, I, I, I know from experience, we know from experience, society knows from experience, if we would just acknowledge it, that when there's not a strong male role model in kids' lives, oftentimes kids turn into punks. And what we have here in the story from Second Kings 2 is a whole bunch of boys, kids, 
assuming they're boys, that that are being punks. Yeah, it says mauled 42 of the boys. Doesn't mention any girls. Girls girls aren't involved in this. These are punk boys, probably because they've got absentee fathers, and they're making fun of the prophet, and they end up getting mauled by bears. In, I've talked about this in the past. There's a story. It's out of Africa. And I was a little too lazy just to remind myself of the details because I can only remember details for short periods of time. And then I just remember the general story, but I probably mix up the details. And I don't remember if these were juvenile elephants that were juvenile because like the, the adults, the adult males had been poached. Or if they were basically juvenile, unsupervised elephants because there was an overpopulation of elephants in this one area and they were trying to move them to another area and it was a lot easier to move the little ones than the big ones, so they only moved the little ones. And they basically created just a gang of these punk elephants because they didn't have a big daddy male elephants to keep them in line anymore. And and so these elephants are... are, are turning into like just worse than nuisance like i mean they're harassing the zebras they're 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 harassing the other animals in in the in the reserve that they were brought into or that they were in and and that's not normal elephant behavior and so they ended up realizing it's because they've created these these juvenile elephants that don't have the proper male role models to kind of keep their behavior in step. And so they ended up having to bring in some adult bulls who once those adult bulls were around these juveniles, all the shenanigans stopped. And and so like, this isn't, this isn't rocket science. We see it in the communities here in America where dads are absent. And those are usually not great areas to to break down in the middle of the night. They're high crime areas. We see it in the animal world. In, in American society, we, we've so um, devalued the role of the father... That it's really coming back to bite us in the butt. You know, my kids will tell you that they're grown now. But in fact, my uh, daughter Megan was just talking to me about this yesterday. She's like, yeah, when you were gone, we we used to hate it. Because, you know, things, uh, you know, mom would get mad and, and this would go on, that would go on. When I was like gone for a couple days, everything rebelled. I mean, the the pool stopped working. The dog stopped listening. Mom and kids would get into it and and chaos and disorder would descend on the household until I come back and, you know, five minutes of being inside the house, I'm hearing how everything's just kind of started to um, uh, go to pot a little bit, you might say, and like crack the whip and all right, we're going to get all this back in order again. You know, you stop doing this, you stop doing that. We're going to fix this. We're going to, and then, all right, let's, let, let's get some stability going here again. It, it's the role of the strong biblical father that we've been called to be. Michael Hopf, 
in his uh, 2016 dystopian novel called Those Who Remain says this, and listen to this. Hard times create strong men. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Do you hear the cyclical nature in that? But do you hear how incredibly true that is? Hard times, th there is no other option that in hard times, you, you got to step up and, and, and meet the challenge. So hard times will create some strong men who will meet the day's adversity and challenges. And if you get enough of those strong men, you're going to create some good times because society is going to be anchored and rooted in, in that which God has gifted men specifically to do. But once you have those good times, then that tends to create weak men. And when you have weak men, you're going to find that you're in some hard times. Where are we in that cycle here in America? I'd say we're in that weak men who are creating hard times. And God willing, we're waiting for the time which the hard times will once again create strong men. You know, as we experience we're experiencing the degradation of uh, of the male figure. We're experiencing the degradation of, of the family. And weakened families are creating a weakened nation. Military recruitment is, is almost at an unprecedented low. Like men aren't stepping up to serve in the military anymore. Males aren't participating in the labor force like they did before. Male participation in the labor force is actually on the decline. Men are committing suicide at a higher rate than ever before. Violent crimes are on the upswing in America. And, and, and I'll argue that a lot of these things are as a result of men abdicating their responsibility as being leaders of the family and leaders in society. Did you know that America is the fatherless capital of the world? That of all the developed nations and probably un undeveloped as well, like America is the leader of the amount of people that are being raised in homes without fathers. In America right now, one in four children are raised without a father. That's more than any other nation on the earth. Did you know in the U.S., the average school-age boy will only spend 30 minutes per week talking one-on-one -on -one with their dad? Not 30 minutes a day, but 30 minutes a week is the sum total of the average school-age boy's conversation, one-on-one, -on -one, uninterrupted, just dad and son or dad and child in the United States. Compare that to the average child spends about 44 hours a week watching TV, playing video games, and surfing the internet. Listen, going back to that whole like elephant thing where, where there's no like role, male role models like keeping the, the juveniles in check. What are you doing with, what can you do with 30 minutes a week if that's all we as dads are doing? to interact with our boys 
or girls for that matter. And I have to tell you, like, we're seeing the, the price being paid in society. Because in the end, weak men create weak fathers. And weak fathers create weak families. And weak families create weak countries. And we're seeing a very weak country now in America. And once again, weak societally, weak morally, weak militarily, because we can't even get people to serve. You know, when I was in high school, there was a, a movement within the church to try to get men to at least step up and be spiritual leaders again. Because God's called men to spiritually lead, but men long time ago have abdicated that responsibility too. So there was a period of time that this movement came out of the church. It was called Promise Keepers. And it was a powerful movement for, I don't know, five, five seven, eight years stadiums filled up with these men who you know were recommitting their lives to God and 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 to being the men of God that God had called us to be but in the end as with all things it didn't last and i can't help but think as a society we push things for months like we have a pride month in which we we encourage families that maybe don't have dads or families that have two dads or or all this dysfunction of family that is not of man and woman but of gayness man and man and woman and woman we push it for a month we encourage it you go up to chase bank 15 years ago when i left chase bank in the atms like promoting it to me when i'm trying to withdraw some money from the bank federal buildings promoting it commercials promoting it we are literally promoting a degradation of the family and of our country for a month now mind you we do have a father's day and a mother's day isn't that nice you know dads get a day moms get a day but the destruction of the family we celebrate for a month what if Here's just an idea, maybe a little crazy, but what if we, rather than a pride month where we're celebrating everything that, that ultimately leads to a, a degradation of family and society in this country, what if we have like a, a, the month of the father? You know, we got no shave November, but, you know, what about like, rather than that, rather than pride, pride month, what about the month of the dad? Listen, I'm I'm all for month of the mom too. I, it's not right for me to kick moms around because I'm a male. I'm not allowed to do that. And honestly, for the most part, moms have it together way more than dads, anyways. So they don't even deserve to be kicked around as much. So I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to make this one sided. I'm just because I'm a dad and because I'm a man, you know, I, I I'm able to talk on this with hopefully a little bit of credibility and without coming across as being uh, hate-filled, right? But what if we had a, 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 the month of the father in which we promoted the things that dad should be doing, that, that we remind people what it means to be a man, a true man? What about even a man of God? Now, that that's just a crazy idea, isn't it? 
I wonder, like, if that might help maybe just turn some things around, set the expectation, right? This is how things are supposed to be versus, like, we just intentionally try to celebrate the destruction. I had heard uh, just the other day, which kind of gave me the idea for this podcast, that Oklahoma's done just that. And I have to say, like, I'm proud of Oklahoma. I applaud Oklahoma. The governor there has said that he wants to be the most family-friendly state and, and that they are investing in the family. And he speaks a lot about the, the role of the father. And he said how he himself uh, would be there for his kids and take them to school and put them down at night. Someone who invested way more than 30 minutes a week with his kids and he's trying to encourage other dads to do the same and so they have a you know a family month there and, and good for them we should do that nationally it, it couldn't hurt you know the bible says where your treasure is there your heart will be you know if, if our heart is to have strong families and fathers who actually do what God's created dads to do, then we need to be promoting that a lot more. If that's where our our, our our heart is, we need to be putting our treasure. That's where we need to be putting our, our effort. Maybe you haven't been the strongest father for your family. It's never too late to start. Start now. I'm here to tell you, if if you haven't been and you start, you are going to get the biggest like mule kickback from your kids, maybe even your spouse, because they're just not used to you being that way. And and, and it's just they're used to dysfunction. But you got to reset functionality and reality. So if you haven't been and you try to be, they may not like it. In fact, they probably won't. But you need to do it. And, and you know what? If, if if your kids are already grown, then you be the best strong male figure you can to your adult kids. But then you be a strong male figure to your grandkids. You, you become the patriarch of the family. You become like the old elephant, the old wise elephant that is almost, you know, giving wisdom to, to not even the not only the juveniles, but but the young dads as well. And the other thing that we need to do is we need to encourage other dads who are slacking. Dads that we may see at the church that, you know, aren't clearly involved with raising their kids or letting their kids run amok and and, and aren't doing a good job parenting them. We need to encourage them to step up and, and, and be there for their kids. I was just at uh, the neurologist's office a couple days ago and uh, the the nurse practitioner lady was telling me that it was a little bit of a rough morning because her husband was out of town and uh, they have a six-month-old. And so she had to get the six-month to wherever she takes the six-month-old you know, and, and get to work. She's like, but we did it. And I said, well, um, does your husband help when he is around? And she just busts out laughing. And she's like, yeah, he does. He does a lot. You know, Otherwise, yeah, it wouldn't be really good if we didn't miss him when he was gone. That's how, that's how it should be. Is like there should be a loss when, when the dad's not there, 
to to help out with the stuff that God's called the fathers to do within the family. So let's encourage dads to stop slacking, to step up. Um, because if we don't, God may call those bearers back down. And it's not the parents that paid when that happened. It was the kids that paid because they were the ones that were being mauled because they probably didn't have the best parental role models going on in their lives. It's the kids that usually end up paying the price. Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week.